Hello everyone, welcome to uh, the f- uh, another episode of the Seconds Out Podcast with uh, an up-and-coming Irish professional boxer, Senning Kelly. How are you getting on? I'm all good, man. I'm all good. Just happy to be on here talking to you. Thank you so much. Um, just the first question, what got you into boxing? Originally, I started boxing when I was about seven or eight years old. My uncle brought me up to Dunboyne Boxing Club. And then I was actually too young. They wouldn't let me train, so... I got back into around first year of school. I think it was around 13. My mom brought me back down to Lucan Boxing Club. This was always wrecking her head saying I wanted to go back into boxing. I didn't like football anymore. And then she brought me back down there and I just fell in love with it, really. Boxing there for a good few years. And I don't know, I just took to it like they took into water. I just loved it. So, oh, you went into Lucan, the, the club I'm in now? Yeah, yeah, that's where I probably really still started. Because I started when I was eight, but I was only in the gym like just for a few weeks, really, just kind of. Just got introduced to it there, but I didn't really box really back then. I was like seven or eight years old, and then when I went into Luke and I was up there training every day. So I think that was the real first club that really was. So you you had a uh, Carl Carl Brabazon as a coach. Yeah, Carl Brabazon and Ed Griffin. They were the two of them back then. Yeah. Um. So what was it like going pro? Yeah, hard man. To be honest, it was very hard because I didn't get signed to a big promotion run. I've been on ticket sales contracts since the very start. So originally when I turned over with Pete, I was just loving the train and just loving being around the professional team and I guess my passion to do boxing, so everything was going good. But then when COVID happened, a lot of fights fell through. You're training every day and you're not making any money. You're just, uh, it's a hard life, but if you love it, you love it. So um, so who, where are you train with now? Who are you train with? I'm still with Pete Taylor from the Coliseum, Jim and Pally Farmer. And how how is training with Pete Taylor? Man, he's very technical. He has a great IQ for boxing. So if you just listen to him, you usually win all the rounds. He'd always call the shots, tell you exactly what to do. He gives great advice inside and outside the ring. He's just, just a great coach, I think. Yeah. So who would normally be up there in your stable? Sparring wise, it'd usually be like Gary Cully, Tyrone McKellar, Tyrone McKenna, Tyrone McCullough, that Declan Garrity there, John Joyce. Uh, we used to have Tony McLean and Sam Carr, the lads aren't there at the moment. And then we just have Span coming in every second day as well, so there's always fresh lads in and out of the gym. Mm. For the coaches, we'd have Butch up there on the pads. We'd have Pete Screamer, give us a hand as well, he does. Uh, just have all the lads in and out of the gym. Like, it's just a really great setup, I think. What's it, as well, number one. Yeah, what's it like training with the, the likes of Gary Cully and Tyrell McKenna? They bring you on, man. That's what I say about them, too. They really do bring you on. They set a high standard in the gym. So, you know, yourself, like, if you're sacking, if you're not working, you're going to get the head punched off you by the two boys. So they just keep doing your A game. Mm. Um, what was it like getting your degree in education and training from DCU? Was it hard? Oh, man, that was a struggle, that was. At the time, I was boxing for St. Saviour's. So I was... I was only have to finish me leaving, sir. I was doing, I was competing, I was actually on a scholarship into DCU for my first year and my second year, and then I actually failed my second year of college, because I think I was just doing too much boxing at the time, so when I got into DCU, after I failed that, I stopped boxing for St. Saviour's, and I put me for college first, I was still going in training with Derek Ahern and boxing at DCU, but I was more just trying to focus on my studies and just trying to actually get the degree, because I got a bit of a fright when I failed my second year of college. Then once I got that finished and got it out of the way, I actually went to Crumlin Boxing Club after with Phil Sutcliffe. Fell back in love with the sport and steady 
use my degree for teaching. I decided I'd go pro and just try and make a career with this. And then if I ever do need a fallback career, I'd be able to go back and use my degree. So just handy, just have it in the back pocket, just a bit of insurance. Like, did you get any placements? Like, were you looking like while you you had your like degree? Would you were you looking at any placements with with your degree, or was it kind of you get your degree and then go back into boxing? No, I got my degree and went straight back into boxing. But in my final year, I had to do work placement. So I done work placement in school of San Carlo. That was a primary school in Egypt, just with like first six class. And, oh, I hated it, man. I so, literally hated it, but oh, just I didn't really enjoy it. To be dead honest with you. And then I had to do a second bit of placement, and I done that in school. Oh, was it? I actually done that in Compton College, my old secondary school. I actually enjoyed that a lot more because I was really just doing PE class with them and just like doing SBAG, CSB, kind of things like that. Mm. It was okay, but I knew myself that it wasn't what I wanted to do. Was, the degree was really just to keep to keep me mad happy. She was going mad for me to get that degree. And then the other side as well, like I said, was just a bit of insurance in case I did ever like get in a car crash or break my hand or just whatever because boxing is a short career and you need to be in your A game all the time to actually last. So I just felt it was the right thing to do to have a little backup career in case anything ever did go wrong. Can you just talk to me a small bit about your amateur career and also winning the intermediate Irish title back in 2018? My amateur career was actually, it was good, but I didn't really represent oil. I didn't really train too much with the high performance team. I was over there a bit now, but felt like it was more just down club shows and small hall shows and kind of things like that. Boxing over in America once or twice, got brought over to, it was a Rotterdam, travelled all the world, but I always knew that my goal was going to be in professional boxing, so I won the intermediate title. I didn't really think it was that good, just because like, it was an Irish title and all happy days, yeah, but the elite title was the one I wanted. So I took the intermediates and then a few months later, I went in to box for the elites. Went into the fight completely unprepared. It was way too heavy going in, trying to lose all the weight. I ended up getting beaten in the quarterfinals by James McGivern. He actually went on to win the competition now and tried to play them. He fucking hammered me on the day, but oh, it really did. It sickened me, it did lose in that fight. And it was after that that I kind of felt that it was either staying the amateur game and then continue and pursue a career in teaching or like a pack it in with the amateur game and just go up to a professional game and really just try and make an impact there. And just around that time, I knew there was a lot of good sparring up in the college team with Gary and all the other lads. And then I was asked to go up and just do a few rounds with Gary. So I went up. It wasn't like I won the rounds or anything now, but I was able to hold me on with him. And then he offered me a spot in the team and I was asked what I wanted to do. I kind of explained the situation to him. And then just knowing that I'd be able to get the rounds with Gary and same with Tyrone McKenna and all the other lads that were up there I just took it with both hands and up there and just been loving it really I say you, you get a bit of a buzz and inspiration being like being training like with a, like a WBO European lightweight champion uh, which is Gary Cully and then also the the two division uh, European um, champion which was David Oliver Joyce do you, do you get inspiration off that? Oh, big time yeah it's a real boost of confidence not only you're able to get in the party lad, and hold your own and then you go to fight zone, he was like 10 levels below them. Just some journey, man, whoever it's going to be, you just know that you're going to be able to do it. Because if you can't hold your own with these lads, and you're like, if you can't hold your own with Guardian, the likes of Davy and like Tyrone and whoever, well then, like, you're not going to be able to hold your own with any lads on that level. So once I know I can get in and spar with these lads, once I go into any other fights, I just know I'm prepared. Like, I'm sparring and I'm moving around with very good lads. So, 
feel like I'm moving around the best in the country, to be honest, and it's just a privilege to be in there with them. Mm. Can you speak to me a bit about the call out you made to Victor Rabbi recently on the Boxing Vance Ireland YouTube page? Would a fight against him be something your list of boxers like to be up against in the future? Yeah, it's a fight I'd really love to get in the future. So at the moment, as Conor Slater actually said in that uh, Boxing Ireland interview, I have only done two four round fights. So the excuse that they have the day I want to do this fight is why would we fight someone who's only done two four round? It's not completely understand that. I'm planning to get my fights right. I want to get three, maybe four in this side of Christmas. Once I get them out of the way, that excuse is just void. Like they they can't turn around and say it anymore. So. Oh, and get a few fights out of the way over in Sheffield. There's a few planned over there, I do. And then hopefully, maybe this for the Christmas, maybe just come into January, get a big fight with Victor Rabbi, a big domestic fight. Mm. I'm hoping for. I mean, I, I, I am um, uh, as I covered it on my own, on my own, on my own Instagram page, the Seconds Out podcast page on Instagram. I saw you were firing shots uh, between each other in the comments. Did that phase you at all? Ah, that's just fucking. That's just building the fight up, man. You know. Would there be anyone else in the Irish division that you would be able to, or would you would like if you had like another, if you could choose your next fight between anyone in Ireland for professional boxing, who would you choose? If I could choose anyone, I'd be Victor Rabbi, man, 100%. So it'd just be him out straight? I think that would be a great fight to make, to be honest. Like, the next, um, it's the next fight that I want to make, really. Like, I know they're going to need to get like probably two, three fights out of the way first, and then I'll be able to take him. But at the moment, it's number one in my mind. Mm. Um, do you have any favourite fights from your amateur days at all? Amateur days, probably winning that intermediate title. To be honest, man, that was a proud moment for me, especially seeing Derek Hearn after. We put a lot of work in before that, in the years coming up to it, lost like a few times, semi-finals, finals, and all, and then eventually got that fucking title, man. That was a big moment for me. That was. I know I said earlier on it wasn't wasn't something that I really was too proud of because it was only intermediate title. I wanted the elite one, but still, an Irish title is an Irish title, and I was happy with it. Uh, thank you, uh, and that wraps up the podcast for today. Thanks so much, Senna, for coming on. Oh, well, man, it was a pleasure.